thanks for joining us here on Pretty Spiritual, where we're attempting the unthinkable about how to navigate this messy, beautiful, imperfect life with spiritual tools, what principles, and our own personal stories. So we're not experts. We're not religious. We're definitely silly. We're honest, real, and willing to share. So join us as we connect, bond, and grow together. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pretty Spiritual. We're glad you're here. Pretty Spiritual is here. So today we are talking about body image. And this is a really tender topic. So if you're sensitive about your body or you're wrestling with your body image, we want to say you're not alone. Who's not? And (laughs) And also, we want you to know that we think you're glorious exactly as you are. So... I love getting nerdy little facts, so in preparation for this, of course, I had to go look up the definition of body image. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I need all the definitions. Thank you. And actually, womenshealth.gov is a really great resource for all things women's health related, so just check it out if you want information. But the definition of body image per womenshealth.gov was, your body image is what you think and how you feel when you look in the mirror or when you picture yourself in your mind. Ah. (laughs) So this includes how you feel about your appearance, what you think about your body itself, such as your height and weight, and how you feel within your own skin, which, I mean, that changes for me all the time, like minute to minute. Second by second. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Body image also includes how we behave as a result of our thoughts and feelings. So you might have a positive or negative body image, and remember, body image isn't always related to weight or size. So this really, like reading this, it really brought home to me that body image is all in my mind. It really doesn't have a lot to do with facts. It's just how I feel about myself. Oh, life. (laughs) (laughs) So we just wanted to talk about it and get real about it a little bit and think, I mean, all three of us girls talk about this a lot. We talk about body image issues a lot. And how can we use spiritual tools so that we can cultivate more of positive body image for ourselves and maybe just kind of have a conversation about the fact that it's hard and Oof. it's real. I and love it's... myself. I love myself. I love myself. Affirmations <laughs> help so much. <laughs> so we're just going to share some short personal stories about our experience with body image. Um, Lindsay, Miss Lindsay Pony, why don't you start us off? You're oh, off, baby. It is my honor and naturally I'm just going to have to go ahead and start off with my glory story of being in the sixth grade and being the tallest girl with the (laughs) largest chest size. Yeah. Please understand my fall from grace when I (laughs) never grew again. And I am still the size of of an 11-year-old, height 5'2 on a good day, (laughs) and for sure A cups, so the boob part may be a little generous (laughs) of my memory. (laughs) Or perhaps just my perception of my body image. My body image continues to be quite skewed today. Oh, so there were so many places to be able to go with this and with body image. And uh, I'm just going to bring it to the present right now because that's the best place for me to come from. But I just want to say that uh, this has been such a long journey and I'm really grateful for all the things that came before and what's sure to come after. And so I think that this is really a topic we could talk more about um, forever, always. So what's really up for me right now uh, in the body image is the awareness of how much time I have spent wanting a different body. 
than the one that I have. And really not even being aware of that at all. Uh, just being in this constant like resistance and like hating of what is here and how it's not right. I've run the gamut of starving myself only to gorge the next day and then punishing and hating myself for the next three months then where I just like remain sedentary and do nothing. Uh, but I want to have like, you know, the really buff arms, but mm-hmm. I don't want to do any work. Mm-hmm. I relate. <laughs> <laughs> I lived there for a really long time. And what's really up for me now though, instead of just like the physical, like re- wanting to look like someone else that just does not have my body type. I am not five, eight. I'm just not my body is not going to look like that. So I'm really just looking towards the future and the people around me. I'm really a lot more interested in like posture work and being able to have mobility as an older person. Yes. I see like people just walking around who, you know, those women in the street who are bent over and I'm going, okay, stand up tall, shoulders back, you know, like how can I, what little things can I do today to have the awareness of um, what's going to keep me mobile longer? Um, That really helps me focus less on like the bumps and the cellulite that I'm obsessed with. Or if only I could just be taller or if I looked this way, then, you know, that just goes around and around. It's taken a long time and a lot of work uh, and a lot of help to realize that this is just my flesh bag holding my bones and my guts together so (laughs) that (laughs) so I can execute duties. So now like the real question for me is how to keep it in good enough shape that I'm going to be able to schlep it around for the next 45 years. Um, Naturally, my true hope is that science will provide me with a nice, young, able body. Body transplant. (laughs) (laughs) But it has not done so yet. I really like the flesh bag Mm. thing. They say that in Buddhism and it freaked me out. I was like, well, (laughs) with nine weeping orifices, I was like, well, guys, that's a pleasant image. Buddhist truth bombs. (laughs) Truth bombs. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, yeah, I also have a pretty (laughs) long and uh, painful history with my body. I feel like... Yeah, we just all do. For me, food was this like first way that I escaped when I was little. It was like my first kind of way of like numbing out, checking out. I was really overweight as a child and when I was in high school developed eating disorders and you know, I started like really doing the the work of healing probably about starting about 5 years ago, maybe more than that, maybe like 7. Um and today my, you know, my food bottom lines are that I don't binge and I don't starve. And as that for me, that is, things work if I'm doing that. Um, okay, so I remember being at this monastery. It was winter and I was like really, just like the food stuff was exploding for me. I was like waking up in the middle of the night, binging, um, And then going back to bed, I was also, like, living in a community, so I was, like, stealing community (laughs) food, which um, people weren't excited about that. Um, So I'd, like, wake up, binge hard, go back to bed. In the morning, you know, because we got up, uh, the first period of meditation was at 4.20 a.m. And so I'd wake up with, like, chocolate on my face and, like, in my (laughs) sheets and that, like, horrible feeling in your mouth where you, like, ate lots of sugar and then you, like... 
anyways, not a pretty thing in the morning. So I'd wake up, be so disgusted, and then try so, 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 so hard to like control and manage my food intake during the day slash starve. And then the cycle (laughs) repeats. So I was like really in this like awful place with it. And I was sitting in the Zendo in the meditation hall wearing my robes, my monk's robes, big black robes. You can't see anything. Like someone might as well not have a body under there, you know, for like all you can see. And I was sitting in meditation just my mind like this roiling mess and feeling like oh I'm like exploding out of my body and I'm so disgusting and I can't stand it and I had this moment where you know it was like that awake thing inside of me being like hey what does it feel like though like these are your thoughts about what it's like but what does it actually feel like and I had this like moment of grace where I came into my body And I was like, oh, it feels fine. Mm -hmm. You know, like the suffering was really just me torturing myself in my own mind with like, you know, the the like shame and self-loathing that would happen for me in those cycles was really intense. There's been some changes since then, you know, but for me, that's like the beginning of when uh, my attitude and perspective and willingness really started shifting away from what does it look like slash like how can I control manage size and shape and and now it's a lot more like how can I feel the best in here all the like what are the causes and conditions that make it easiest for me to be present in my body and feel good I'm gonna pass the mic to Annie I love that what you said about shifting from wanting to control the size and the shape to getting inside to what does it feel like in here. And when it feels good, (laughs) tell yourself it feels good. Tell yourself it feels good. It feels good in here. I love myself. I love myself. (laughs) These are really mine. We're doing it. We're relaxing little tunes. So I realized that I really had vanity and body image mixed up as far as what they meant. And I love this quote from the that I read earlier, that body image also includes how you behave as a result of your thoughts and feelings. <laughs> and that just made so much sense to me because I really have a thing that I'm practicing a lot. And as I, you know, have different experiences come up and I work through inventories and like these spiritual tools that I have the thing that is really up in my life is this kind of people pleasing and submissiveness and it's Mm. just so prevalent and it really is kind of just sneaky control but like how that ties into body image is it's so dependent on me having other people approve of me for me to have things go the way that I want them to or me to think that I have control of a situation and so of course like like woven so deep into that is this idea of how I look impacts how people are going to respond to me and that if I can control what I look like and if it's pleasing then things will be better for me I'll get what I want I won't get in trouble I'll be safe or power I'll be be happy whatever (laughs) it is so seductive it is so and it's interesting to see because it's uncomfortable I'm like oh I have these super murky patterns that don't they aren't based on a lot of logic and they take a lot of maneuvering but 
mm-hmm. like both you girls have been talking about if the if the package doesn't look a certain way then there's this kind of self-loathing and fear of like uh-oh <laughs> the show's not going to go off well i don't know if that makes quite sense but like total sense yeah so i predict how others are going to perceive me and how i feel about myself and then i act accordingly so if i feel attractive like so authentic yeah it's really it's really it's just like very authentic stuff so please love me please love yeah, me yeah it's it's wild so it's like if i feel attractive then i'll like go out with this confidence in the world which i don't think that's a bad thing per se but i will assume that people will receive me in a different way and then or mm. if i feel on like if my pants don't fit throw the pants away gals stretchy pants yes for life i will like act less than you know and people respond Mm -hmm. to that so it's like this energetic thing of me i feel less than and of course the world's gonna kind of react to me in that way and um so I've just been noticing a lot of that stuff coming up lately and having a little bit of compassion and room for it. And throughout my life, I just turned 40. And when I say just, I mean six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little baby fresh from the womb. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> She's rubbing her heart right now, We're everyone. speaking in truth here, people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... But I kind of all my adult life, I've fluctuated five and ten pounds. You know, I've always been kind of the same weight, but like it'll it'll ebb and flow. And it really impacts how I feel about myself and whether I'm happy or not happy Mm. or if I'm good or I'm not good. And recently I've been doing a lot of this body work, like this acupuncture and this healing stuff. And it's like it's hard emotional work. Yeah. And um, I am tired a lot. And I have just been a little bit more patient with the fact that I don't have the energy to exercise a lot right now. And so, like I mentioned, some of my pants don't fit super great right now. And um, usually that would spur a lot of self-loathing and anger. And I've been given this grace recently of just like, oh, this too is going to change. Because I am an active person and I do like moving. And can I just like be kind with myself right now while I'm not what I think I'm supposed to be so um kindness I don't know I'm thinking of this as like the messiness of healing you know like it doesn't look how I want it to not linear folks yeah (laughs) um so I'm just kind of trying to practice not being angry with myself and not punishing my body into being something that it's not right now and so for me that's like my best version of a positive body image right now it's just like being kind Preach. Um, set the pants on fire. Set the pants <laughs> Leggings. And fuego. And meditation really helps have some room around that kind of like auto-responsive anger. So so speaking of meditation, um, let's talk about some tools. Like body image is something that most people in the world struggle with. So we're not bad if we're having a hard time with this. But what are some of the tools that we can use to kind of shift out of that place when we are really spun out or caught up or angry or scared. Um, Ella, what's some stuff that you're working with right now? Oh, yeah. Thank you. So like I said, it's really helpful for me to um, like physically be in my body experiencing what it physically feels like rather than thinking about what it looks like. (laughs) The note I have about this says real time shower pause. So that's what I'm going to tell you guys about <laughs> oh, next. Oh, exciting <laughs> note. So it's really, it's not that exciting. Um, 
it's just real time shower pause. Here we go. So <laughs> this morning I was in the shower. Most mornings that happens. Um, wow, brag already. <laughs> already miracles happening. Um, and when I'm in the shower, it's like the first time that I am maybe like being like really present with my body. And oftentimes I don't like what's happening. <laughs> so I'll be in the shower and I, I have some health problems and um, oftentimes I have joint pain, headaches, stuff like that, worse in the morning. So I'll be physically uncomfortable and then once in a while, like this morning, not once in a while, frequently, I'll, I'll amend that, frequently, I'll also be having thoughts about how my body should look different. It's the perfect time. Such a good combo for the shower. So, okay, I'm in the shower and I notice that my mind is kind of like weird, obsessing, picking apart, and then also planning, strategizing, to-do, listing about the day. So I, the first thing is like I notice that's happening and then I just stop, like I just stop, stop just stop. Stop it. And I put my hand on my heart and I'm just like offering love taking some breaths and just like oh my belly okay or just you know like even just coming into my body enough to be like I don't like this <laughs> even if I'm just coming into my body to be like I don't feel good you know like just that moment makes such a big difference for me that's an, insp- an especially important thing to do when the idea of doing it makes me want to die. Like when the idea of being like loving and kind to my body is like, like triggering my like gag reflex is when I need to do it most. And um, for me, the tool is, and forgive me, people of the world, because I really hated this suggestion when I first heard it. I was like, surely that's, there must be a different solution. But it's the body I have right now. That's the tool, the body that is right here in this moment. It's not the body I'm going to have after two weeks of starving and drinking a questionable mixture of maple syrup and cayenne pepper and lemon, you know, like (laughs) only (laughs) for months. So healthy. Just kidding. If you're doing that, cool. Like I've been there. I've done it. Everybody. It's fine. There's no shame here. No shame. So it's not, it's not the body I'm going to have in two weeks. It's not the body I had when I was 22. It's just this body, this imperfect, uncomfortable, fleshy, painful little animal body that's right in front of me. And for me, that is, it feels so counterintuitive to start with acceptance of what's right here. Like it feels wrong. It's like, oh, that's the opposite of a solution, you know, like. But it's not acceptable. Why should I accept it? And it's like just starting with like where I'm at right now and being physically embodied. And like the more I do that, the more I find myself taking loving care of my body, which means like eating things that make me feel good and doing physical therapy. And so it's it's like a the same way that cycles that are unhealthy are progressive and compound cycles that are healthy do the same thing for me. So it's like for me, if I'm doing that, I'm I'm just naturally liking or loving my body more based on the actions I take toward it. And 
when I do that, it gets easier to come back into my body because I don't, I'm not constantly trying to get away from the thing I just did to make myself feel better. I just set myself up for having the easiest possible time coming back into this moment and into my own body. <sighs> Yay. Which I'm doing again right now. Thanks, Ella. Nice deep breaths. What about you, Lindsay? What are you working with? Well, the two simplest tools that I'll bring up right now are gratitude and then perception. So those are the main, and I'm just going to talk all the way around those, right? But it condensed, it's gratitude and perception. And I really liked how we've been talking about the results of our thoughts and feelings and what essentially becomes a circular mm. um, self-hate spiral Oops. for myself, right? Because I, I'm wanting things to be different. I'm not in acceptance, right? These are my thoughts and my beliefs. And then I'm actively living from that place of like self-hatred. Um, and so this really is where the power lies. The uh, recognizing this is a product of our results and of our thoughts and feelings, I can challenge my thoughts. Mm. And so that's, that's kind of a, the bigger outer one. Uh, some ways that I, some, some ways are like soft entry before getting into that, right? Like what has really helped me, they're just kind of simple things, um, are going to bathhouses yes. where real bodies are. Okay, where I can take off the lenses of this Photoshop and the only thing that's been around me, I was so upset when I finally realized that I had been comparing myself to computer images. Like, preach, girl. <laughs> oh my God. This, I literally had to write an inventory about it. I was so upset. And also, there was freedom there. And so going to the bathhouses, I go there and I like celebrate these women. I celebrate these bodies and the form and like the function, right? Because that's really what it's about, the, the form and the function that it's providing. And that's really where the gratitude comes in for me. I have this body that is able right now. I have this mobility that I can strengthen and do stretches that can benefit me in the long run. Um that you know i i think about this a lot because i had a boyfriend who was paralyzed and i know sometimes i hate bringing that up but i can't express enough the what that did to my perception um in a real like deep way that doesn't mean that like every day i'm like oh yeah of course i know i have legs and i'm going to like run and jump it's it's quite the opposite but there is like this reverberation of gratitude of like, I can take the stairs with my feet. Yeah. Um, so gratitude and then perception, the perception part really comes uh, when I go and get myself around real bodies and when I'm around other women and lowering my expectations and being realistic. I can't believe how many times on Instagram I was following all of these women just making myself so sick how they have all these pictures of their abs and all these things that they're doing. And, you know, I don't know their lives and go you like excellent. <laughs> I, I truly admire you and want what you have, <laughs> but 
it does not make me feel good. And I went and I completely cleaned out my Instagram. Yes. I do not have people on there who are just showing me their perfect faces and selfies and bodies. I don't want that. I want something much deeper now. That was that was a big turning point for me was the media that I was consuming and changing that. And, you know, following people who are like smart, who are interesting, who have different viewpoints, are different than me. Um, and, of course, puppies and kitties. The puppy videos. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Savior. Who, that's all you need when you're, like, <laughs> just wallowing around in self-loathing and self-pity is just get yourself some puppy videos, okay? <laughs> and if you don't know any of them, we'll link some. We are happy oh, to make suggestions. Let me tell you what. Um, and I guess the last thing that I do is is just stop the compare and despair. Please just stop it. it. Come back to the gratitude of this is who you are. This is your body. It's your one body, your one precious life. This is your flesh bag. Like, what can you do with it? And, you know, every time I see something I hate or that I want to change because I'm human, and that still comes up. Like, I'm not living in this. Like I said, this is not linear. This is not perfect. I definitely have my, like, big step backs and where I'm at the gym. And, you know, there I am, like, doing something good for myself, enjoying it, and I'll, I'll catch myself looking at myself in the mirror. You're like, oh. And what I do is once I recognize what I'm saying, I challenge that thought. I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's true. And then I say five things about myself that are 100% true. You know, I have long hair. It's, it's very pretty. <laughs> that's something I can be happy about. You know, and sometimes it's really hard. I'm like, okay, you know, my knees are pretty great. You got long lashes. Oh, look at that. And so if you can't find five things, there's usually someone around and you can ask them something nice about yourself. And people will tell you because the greatest thing that I remind myself all the time is that people do not see me the way that I see me. And so going to my friends and my community and the resources that I have and just asking for them to tell me some things about myself has really been helpful. I love it. Amazing. Yeah, these are really good, simple action items that we can do when we get caught in a spin cycle. I have hmm. another one that we talked about in our vanity episode, which I believe will be airing. We're, we're sure hoping. We're Fingers sure crossed. hoping. <laughs> There's a learning curve on the editing that is occurring. Listen, the future's <laughs> uncertain and you just never know what you're going to get. We're going to tease some stuff and whatever is in store, we're just going to say it's on the spiritual path. Mystery flavor. <laughs> in this vanity episode, one of the tools that I talked about and I want to bring up for this one because it's really simple and it helps me is it's just the no mirror moment. When I I'm really caught up in my story and it's painful and like prayers not helping and meditation and like simple kind of loving myself. I just don't look in the mirror. Go ahead and break it. Yeah. Like anything <laughs> that I see, it's, it's not going to be true. It's going to be really distorted and it's, there's going to be a cruelty there that is not, <laughs> not needed. So just, I just avoid mirrors for the day if things are really um, out so of whack. smart. And then another one is that my best spiritual tool is actually looking towards helping others and not thinking mm. about myself. So when I'm really caught up in how do I look, how does that make me feel, how do I need to feel different so that I'm okay, I'm way too self-centered at that moment. And so if I can shift towards who can I be of service of, and it can be something as simple as sending a text to someone who I know is having a hard day, something to kind of flip it around so that I remember that my purpose on this planet isn't to make myself feel good, mm-hmm. but to actually 
be of service to other people and not in a doormat way like that people pleasing I was talking about earlier but in a way where I'm literally like useful and vital and helpful um I can call someone who's suffering like bigger picture if this is a big chronic thing I can find some volunteer work to do to help my community like this self-esteem we've been talking about this of like doing beautiful stuff makes me feel beautiful mm-hmm. Um, I can write a snail mail letter to a relative or old friend. Like, I love getting mail. And so if I'm writing someone a letter, it makes me feel really good. Um, Anything just to kind of gift kindness to someone else. And then that, in turn, starts to fill up a little bit more love to myself. Because a lot of times this negative body image is coming from a place of, like, my well's really empty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cultivating the kindness. It's... I, I love that. Yeah. Because so then it can be there for me when I'm doing what I do by nature right now. So if I've cultivated some kindness, it's I can feel what that feels like for other people and then hopefully like have it for myself when it's not doesn't seem so available usually. Yeah. usually. We got a little compassion bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's empty. Awesome. Well, what, <laughs> it's so nice talking with you ladies about this. And if you all have any thoughts on this or if you want to chime in, you can see us on Instagram. We're at Pretty Spiritual Podcast. We're on email. Send us your puppy videos. <laughs> Pretty Spiritual Podcast at gmail.com is our email. We'd love to get anything and all the things. Very much looking we forward hear to that. P.S. Thank you so much to our listeners on Insight Timer who are saying hi. We read some of your comments before we started recording. They were so and sweet. We we're really smiling. excited. Oh, it- we needed that. I thought it was going to be my mom like 15 <laughs> times, but it was all you sweet humans around the globe. So mom thank brag. you. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> mom so brag. what are we going to talk about on our next episode? Oh, I'll take it from here. So next time, we're going to be talking about craving. Ooh. The realm of the hungry ghosts. It's going to get spooky, y'all. Again, so we can't. Hungry. We can't afford sound effects yet, so Lindsay Ooh, will be. <laughs> this is high price. <laughs> Tune in next time. Bye. Bye. Can't wait. We love you. <laughs>